Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined as always by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me? Well, our boy picked Under Armour. You a little sad? You're a little sad, aren't you? I'm sad personally because I'm so loyal to the swoosh, but I'm not sad for Dennis. He did exactly... Like, this is what I talked to Nick DiPaola about like a month ago. Yep. DiPaola told me that he was betting on himself and everything. Which, which is really funny is I just reached out to DiPaola yesterday morning. Like, yesterday morning before anything, like, came out. And I was asking him if he knew any update on the Dennis situation. He never responded. No way, yeah. because he was working on his piece, you yeah. know. Like, <laughs> so uh, he was like waiting for it to get edited so he could, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I, mean, I didn't blame. I mean, he he's obviously going to break the story. It's what he does, but uh, yeah, he literally yeah. all he covers is shoes. <laughs> that's the man, that's the job right there. <laughs> but no, I mean, so like you know, when I did that story originally, you know, me and him were talking about how he betted on it. You know, he's going to bet on himself in Vegas. Because he has offers on the table, and we talked about it on the pod. But those to, offers coming in were from that story, reportedly less than a million dollars per year. Yeah, and that's so, and that was the whole thing, and that's why he didn't take it. You know, he obviously, I mean, as soon as you get drafted and you're a top ten pick, even you know before you get drafted, you have offers on the table from you know Nike, Adidas, you know most of these big companies. But you, if you play the game like Dennis, Dennis goes into summer league. He starts doing some crazy stuff, some dunks and stuff. Then you get some other brands out there. It's like, okay, I really want him. So then they're all, you know, kind of bidding against themselves. It could backfire. You could get hurt. You could whatever. That's why it's a bet. You're, he's betting on himself. But it obviously didn't backfire. He added impressive summer league. And look, I mean, he doubled. How whatever you want to talk about. Okay, whoa, he went from eight hundred thousand to you know two million. Still, he doubled. What more he was than, offered yeah, before. More than doubled his money. <laughs> so, yeah, it's super impressive. You know, he's going to be wearing the drive four, which is, um, you know, it's like their, it's like their hyper dunk of Nike, you know, like Nike run, you know, has their hyper dunk. It, you don't, I hate using the word generic because it's not generic. It's a really good shoe. It's like their standard. But, yeah, it's like their standard basketball shoe. A lot of like, you know, like high school teams, they'll buy them for their team, you know, stuff like that. But in a lot of players, you know, make PE versions of them with their own logos on them. Like Dirk, Dirk used to do it for the longest time and put his logo on the hyper dunk. But anyway, you know, he's going to be wearing the drive four, but they're going to like build him up. He wore, he wore a, a version of the drive four in summer league, had it on like custom colorway and stuff, but they're going to build him up. It looks like from DePaul's article that that was under armor's pitch to him saying, Hey, like we want to make you one of our main dudes. And right now, if you're a fan, are you, I mean, or if you're a person of Under Armour, what's funny is Josh Jackson signed with them. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was, I want to say, it was either, I don't know, before or after the draft. Yeah, we heard about it. Okay. Dennis signs with them, and it's like. It's a big deal. <laughs> na- well, national headlines. and Dennis Smith Jr. is way more marketable than Josh Jackson. Extremely more marketable. And I think that was part of the pitch as well, is that some of that, in that Nick DePaula story on ESPN, that. That Under Armour is like this up and coming company, and they were, you know, not picked first and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of pitched that to Dennis as like, you were the ninth pick. You know, we have things to overcome together, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, they're nowhere close to Nike, and they won't be for a long time. And I, I remember when I was at Nike, you know, we, people would joke about like Under Armour and stuff, and like, oh, you know, they're up and coming, like all How this cute. stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I remember back, this is when Nike was really big doing golf. 
and just Nike Golf made more than Under Armour's whole company. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and yeah, we're not even talking That's about like Jordan Brand. That's like looking at the or, Warriors, like, <laughs> like gross, and then looking at, like, I don't know, the Timberwolves last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I mean, they're getting bigger for sure. I, I mean, I think they're more of a threat to, to Adidas than, you know, than Nike. Nike's just yeah. like, kind of a king on top. But it's still, it's, it's cool. I'm not going to be wearing a pair of, you know, Dennis Smith Under Armour shoes. But it's just a different, it's a different feel for Under Armour too because they don't have that, that springy high flyer to promote with their brand. You know, like yeah, these are the guys that are the NBA players that are signed with Under Armour right now. Both the Curry brothers, and we know what can stop the Curry brothers. He mentioned Seth, you know, playing a role in that too. Yeah, they said he said both of them. Like he mentioned both of their names in the in the piece. Uh, Patty Mills, Kent Bazemore, Josh Jackson, like we said, Manuel Moutier. And do you know the last one? Oh, Felton used to be. Yeah, and Grievous Vasquez. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> Grievous Vasquez and uh, somebody on Twitter said, is Grievous Vasquez still in the NBA? And I was like, he played three games for Brooklyn last year. That's in the so NBA. <laughs> the Nets. <laughs> that counts. So, yeah, and then so. Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, boom. That's... You know what's really cool is I don't know if you've been in a I think it's Galleria Mall lately, and but I went in there back a couple months ago. Only when the Christmas and, tree is there. <laughs> uh, I went in there a couple a couple months ago, and they got a bunch of different shoe stores to go to. And uh, I went into I saw Champs, and you know I went to Champs, and I was like, "What the crap is connected to Champs?" And it's crazy, man. Like they have one of their, and he actually mentioned that in his piece. They have like a brand house kind of thing of to where Champs kind of you walk in like you walk into Champs and the very next store next to it's an Under Armour store but it's like connected to Champs and you walk in it's a whole different like store and it's cra- it's like just a crazy setup because it's all Under Armour it's like high price Under Armour and it's all like Steph Curry's like line it's all of his shoes it, they have like recliners in the middle. It's like super fancy. It's really fancy setup. It's really cool if you like Under Armour. But you know that's one of the brand houses, and I don't think they have very many of those in in the United States. And now that's in Dallas, so you know you know who's going to be up on one of their big posters really soon. So well, and Under Armour also has a Jordan Spieth, big Dallas guy as well. So that's probably yeah, a yeah. huge that's true. selling point for them as well. So yeah, yep. he signed with Under Armour, made the made the good deal, and I thought it was good that it was a three year deal because a lot of times we see these you know these deals and they're they, they're longer than that. And uh, three years from now, Dennis Smith Jr. could be an all star, you know that. Could... Well, yeah, and a lot of these, you know, it's the shoe market's so remarkable to me. I, I love it because I love shoes, but a lot of these don't even you know if you're a star, you don't. People talk about shoe free agency, and a lot of them don't even hit that if you're good enough, you know, like yeah, the chances of him fulfilling that three years in honesty to me is not going to happen because probably after he wins we want to say rookie of the year and probably in his second year before you know probably in the summer after his second year they're probably going to come after him with like a some crazy you know eight year blah 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 deal yeah like an extension kind of deal yeah then you know people do extensions like that and we saw Lillard Lillard did the same thing and he signed that 10 year 100 million like it's just stupid. So Jeez. I'm excited. I, I for would him say that. Dennis is more marketable than Damian Lillard. Yeah, it's just it's just Under Armour. Just they have to grow. You know, it's just there's not a lot of you know kids are wearing Steph's like Steph's shoes, but you know Adidas just had their brand. They had their three stripes. They had their and they they marketed Lillard really well, and they just they already had that built. You know. Yeah. Adidas was built on KG and, you know, or I say not really built on them, but like there was that era of KG, oh, yeah, Duncan, yeah. That no- T-Mac. That impossible is nothing, you know. Yeah, those, those shoes. T-Mac shoes, I mean, I mean, those are, I mean, I love those shoes. So like they ha- they've had their stars, they, they've already built their brand and Under Armour just has, and I'm happy for Dennis in this way that if he does turn into the player that we think he is, I mean, he could be the face. I mean, Steph's always obviously the face, but he could be their next... He's going to be bigger than, you know, Seth, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The other interesting thing about that article was the uh, talking about uh, Dennis at Steph's camp. 
in, yeah. two, in 2015 and talking about them going back and forth and training together. And I thought that was just really cool. And, and you really do, you build these, you know, relationships with these brands from an early age. I've seen these, these, the couple of, uh, Adidas gauntlet series, you know, uh, like, what do you call them? I guess tournaments that I, or events that I've been to the, this last year is that they build these relationships with these kids. They put them in, you know, in Adidas stuff. They're selling the Adidas, you know, shoes. They put them in Adidas. You know, it's like you build yeah. these brands. And so now Zion has been through all these, you know, Adidas gauntlet events and everything. And, you know, you see him go through all that. And who knows if he, you know, he gets to be in the NBA, he gets to, you know, fulfills his, all this hype. Then he signs with Adidas because of the, you know, the investment that they've made into him such a young and we and we've talked about this on the pod before about how that goes plays into college recruiting and how that's an yeah. underlying thing that people don't really think about a lot is how much does brand how much does these brands go into it really came to on shabazz muhammad in yeah. ucla and i really don't think zion's going to to, to oregon i don't think that's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like you look at the kentucky guys i mean how what's the percentage of kentucky guys that sign with nike i mean it's super super high and so you look at that. I mean, Harrison Barnes was an outlier because, you know, we were obviously Jordan Brand at Chapel Hill, and he came out and went with Adidas and was like, whoa, that's kind of weird. But And he's been with Adidas ever since and loves it. And they're gonna, You're going to have his, your outliers. John Wall's the same way. He didn't, you know, came out. But, like, most of Kentucky players are Nike. And that, that whole idea of that in, impacting recruiting – came to light with Shabazz in, in UCLA because a lot of people were playing that up as far as Adidas and are they getting involved with, with Muhammad and all that stuff. And we mentioned it last time, Wiggins has a signature shoe with who? Adidas. What is one of a bit, Adidas's biggest sho- you know, um, schools? Kansas. Kansas, yeah. So, like, you know, it, it kind of – it's not always that, but – a lot of times, does Embiid you know, have a signature shoe? I would buy an Embiid signature shoe. Uh, Embiid needs to play more than thirty-five games. I'd still buy he... one. I'd still buy one. <laughs> All right. Well, now we've talked ten minutes about shoes, so there you go, Isaac. You feeling better? Uh, I'm super happy. Right now. <laughs> even though it was Under Armour. All right, and now we have to talk about this. I don't even know if you've seen this. It literally just happened. Mark Cuban retweeted or quote tweeted Chris uh, Chris Palmer and. Chris Palmer said, most anticipated rookie class in history, question mark? Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum. Yes. Uh, Mark Cuban quote tweeted it and uh, tweeted at Dennis Smith, Dennis One Smith Jr., which is his you know handle. Hey, Rook, he leaves someone out, question mark, hashtag hard work. And then <laughs> Dennis responded to that, I believe so, pondering emoji. Maybe I'm tripping. We'll see how this season plays out. Ooh. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. And I like that, that Dennis Smith Jr. is on, you know, he's uh, he's on board with the Mark Cuban stuff, and then he'll talk back, you know? That doesn't really seem like a thing that, you know. I feel like if it wasn't Cuban, he wouldn't would not have tweeted back. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the fact that that's his boss. <laughs> well, we also don't ever see, you know, Carlisle or Don Nelson on social media ever. <laughs> the day Rick has any type of social media... I don't know what will happen. He does have one more smartphone than the two of us do. So that is very true. <laughs> he has two. <laughs> so, that is very true. But yeah, there you go. Just love the you know firing back, and I, we're gonna do we're gonna definitely do a pod at some point about the rookie of the year race and just the rookies and you know in the class. We've talked a ton about all these guys. We did draft profiles on half of them, <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about it. But yeah, you can't leave Dennis Smith Jr. out of that. Which one, okay, if you were going to leave one of those out, because I'm assuming it was because of characters, you know, so you have Ball, Fultz, Simmons, Fox, Tatum. Which one of those did you leave out for Dennis Smith Jr.? Oh, oh, Tatum. Really? I love Tatum. I think he's great. I just don't, I mean, you got to have, we've seen with Rookie of the Year, you got to have, you know, be able to put up big time numbers, and Tatum's going to come off the bench. Well, so. and I don't, I don't think this was necessarily the Rookie of the Year conversation. It was just like most anticipated rookie class in history. So it, to me, that says, which one are you most excited to see? And I would leave Tatum out as well <laughs> because nobody's nobody's getting excited to go see Jason Tatum. You know, it's the, the conversation we've been having about Harrison Barnes all year is that, you know, people aren't buying tickets to go see Harrison Barnes. The dude's a, a, a phenomenal basketball player, but they're not buying, you know, kids aren't buying Harrison Barnes jersey because he's, you know, 
super yeah. marketable like we talked about Dennis with Jr. So anyway, there we go. Today, what we are doing, now that we are 15 minutes into the podcast and have not done a full introduction, is we are talking about the rankings that came out this past week in uh, ESPN's rankings came out. In their win projections, we're going to talk about that in the Western Conference. So we're going to go through all, all through that. I also have the Bleacher Report and the NBA.com power rankings that they do uh, weekly, I think, even during the offseason, because NBA power rankings came out like eight hours ago. So, <laughs> like, still, hmm. I don't know what, like, what changed between now and the last time they did it, which was probably, you know, the beginning of, like, near free agency. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But... All right, so we're going to go through that, and uh, then I think we're going to give our own rankings, or at least I have mine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely, I mean, that's, I made my own. I could care less what some random dude at Bleacher Report makes. And they could care less about what we have to say, so let's do it. All right, so in the Western Conference, I have tiers, and let me see if you agree with these tiers straight up. The number one, nope. so I have six tiers. Oh crap! Because <laughs> I think that they're that they're just that different. The teams are, and I split it up a little bit. At first, I had four, and then I was like, "No, these teams are too different. I have to put them on different levels." So I, I made six. The Warriors at one by themselves. That's it. I mean, nobody else is going to touch them. And we're just talking about regular season right now. We're not talking about you know necessarily postseason and everything like that. No, yeah, we're just doing regular season wins like yeah. in order. I think there's a chance the Rockets could be up there with them and potentially even pass the Warriors. If the Harden and Chris Paul thing completely works 100%, which, you know, looking at the past super teams, looking at the, you know, the LeBron team, looking at even that Lakers team, looking at, you know, some of these past super teams, looking at the uh, the Celtics team that got thrown together, they don't work right away all the time. You know, it just... There's some bumps in the road, especially with these guys needing the ball so much. It's not as much of a seamless fit, but I could see that happening. The second tier obviously has the Rockets, then the Spurs and the Thunder in my second tier. Um, I, do, I disagree with the Spurs. Oh, you put them below? Yeah, I do. Yeah. In that next tier? What's yeah. your reasoning? I didn't really do big tiers. I just I did them in order. Um, I don't know. It's just mainly I think at, at some point – I haven't been one of these guys that said they they will drop every single year. This is the first year I'm saying that, and I just I mean I think you know they have a huge hole at point guard. You know, Patty Mills is good, but he's not. You know, in, in this league, you need you know you need that. And outside of Kawhi Leonard, they just got some issues. You know what? Lamarcus Aldridge, another year older. We saw his flaws get exposed in the playoffs. They just handed Powell another contract, which is kind of weird. And, you know, Powell's this kind of, you know, who does Powell guard against the Warriors and some of these teams? And, or most teams. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, they lost Jonathan Simmons. They lost Deadman. You know, those are two solid guys off the bench for them. And, you know, they brought Manu back. And, you know, Tony Tony Parker's coming off an Achilles injury, you know. And so is Rudy so, Gay. Yeah, so, like, how are they even going to be? You know, so, I don't know. You got Danny Green. You obviously got Kawhi. And I just don't know. I think it's more some other teams got better and passed them up, and Leonard's kind of on an island by himself a little bit right now. I mean, they they just they're gonna have to have like Deontay, the best Deontay Murray would have to come out and take a huge step forward for them. Yeah, I mean, Mur- the, Murray's huge in how he can develop and how quick he can make an impact, and you know, Aldridge is gonna have to turn back the clock a little bit and figure that out. So yeah. I have them drop some. All right, and we don't have we don't disagree with the Thunder. I think the Thunder are are up there. That is, I mean, they're going to be a, a great regular season team, especially with you know Paul George and Patrick Patterson added to the mix. That was that was huge for me because then, you know, now you're not trying to throw out Adams and Cantor, you know, or even put throw Paul George at the four, which he doesn't like. You know, I just I think that's just a great regular season team. They're they're not deep, so they're not going to go. You know, the playoffs are not going to be good to them, but. I battled with putting them at two um, over the Rockets. And it was funny because I was talking to my, one of my best friends here in Dallas and tonight, and I was telling him what we were talking about uh, tonight, which was Tuesday night. And uh, and I, and he you know, he knows how high I am on OKC this year. And he's like, are you going to put them over Houston? And I was like, 
I don't think so. he's from Houston, so he's Rockets homer. And I was like, no, I can't, I can't do it yet. Like, can't do it yet. They're really close. If they finish better than the Rockets, I can't. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. But. Yeah, with Houston, that's a fifty-five win team that added Chris Paul and lost not much. Yeah, they lost some depth with you know Beverly and Lou Williams, and I and, and I, I really think and they. Harrell, but and I really think they get mellow. I mean. At some point. So. Yeah. Trade deadline or, you know, something like that. Beginning of the season. Next tier, I have Timberwolves, Nuggets, Grizzlies, and Blazers. Oh, oh gosh. We definitely have disagreements. <laughs> so, okay. Then I'll go through my next tier because we'll talk about that in the rankings. My next tier, the fourth tier, is the Clippers, Jazz, and Pelicans. And then okay. the fifth tier by themselves, the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. And then the sixth tier, obviously, this is I think we have agreement in this. Lakers, Kings, and Suns. <laughs> Just yes, in that sure. bottom any order, I think, can can pretty much come from it. So So with your tiers, did you rank teams in your tiers? Yeah, yeah. Then I then I did rankings from those, but that's kind of where I'm thinking. That's where, you know, these teams okay. sort of fall. Um War- so then my overall rankings, you have the Warriors number one, obviously, then Rockets. Uh, then I still have the Spurs. I still believe in the Spurs. It's this, they're just a train. They just they, you know they're not going to have any of these issues that the Rockets and Thunder are going to have with fit or with putting pieces together. They still have Kawhi Leonard, who is a, a crazy good. This could be Kawhi Leonard's MVP season because Harden's going to lose votes. LeBron, who knows? Who knows what's going on? He's over done there. with MVPs. Who knows what's going on over there? Uh, the the th- the Warriors guys are obviously going to split votes. And then uh, Westbrook now is going to probably lose some votes because he, Paul George is on his team. Um, the Warriors guys will split, but I'll just say this. If Kevin Durant stayed healthy and kept the same stats, he would have been the MVP of the league. And I stand, I stand by that completely. Yeah, because then, then they probably would have won like 70-something games. <laughs> you know? I mean, they won 67 games last year, and before he went down, I mean, he was just – I mean, he, it wasn't just – People talk about, oh, he's got Steph. I mean, he was putting up some crazy numbers. And if he kept that up and stayed healthy, he would have been the MVP of the league. But but I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, like this, I'm just saying this could could be his, you know, potentially crazy good season that we see from him. Uh, like, what if Kawhi Leonard averages 30 points a game? Pfft, done. <laughs> well, I mean, they'd have to be the two seed probably, you know, which would be crazy. The Thunder, were, I mean, the Thunder didn't even win 50 games last year, so... Well, it should, well, it, I mean, even if he is, they're the fourth seed. I mean, Durant is going to get close to averaging 30. I mean, yeah. he's going to, he's going to get like 27, 28. So not with Nick Young on the team, not with Swaggy P. Uh, very, very true. <laughs> be stealing buckets from him left and right. <laughs> we know Westbrook's still going to get his buckets. And then the Thunder. So our top four are all the same. It, it's, it's kind of hard to, I mean, I, not for me. Oh, really? I have the Timberwolves over the Spurs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I have the Timberwolves at five. I have let's them at let's one, talk about one the Timberwolves game. now. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 beyond a paper thing. I mean, you got your young core. I mean, I, I'm all on Carl Anthony Towns. So I think he has everything you could possibly want for a young piece, a young big. He can, you know, it's not just a guy that can that plays offense. He can play defense too he can drive he can hit he the did three. not play defense last year <laughs> he can yeah, he but, can but, but he did but not. he can and uh so, did Wiggins. you know so it's it's a different thing i mean you got you had a defensive problem last year and you added jimmy butler and taj gibson I mean, that's two guys that's instantly going to help change that culture with that and they got their bench guy and jamal crawford i'm not the biggest fan of jeff teague I think him and Rubio kind of equal each other out, but he can hit the you know outside shot better than Rubio, better than Rubio. So they still got Dane coming off the bench. They just that team, like on paper, just everything. Like what what is your like? I know everybody's biggest flaw is like okay outside shooting, but it, that's it, that's not as big of a worry like for me to say this team you know is not do well. Yeah, Rubio and, and Teague, talent-wise, are probably equal each other out. However, Teague and what the Timberwolves need and what they want to do, I think is he's a lot better fit. Uh, and we're not even talking money-wise, numbers-wise, all that. You know, We're just talking about what their talent brings, who, what they bring to the table. He's a better outside shooter. 
uh, I just think that that's a huge leap for you know a team that we just talked about how you know you put these super teams together or you throw a bunch of dudes together and it doesn't necessarily work out super well all the time. And they won thirty something games last year, so this is a team that definitely has you know a lot to prove. They have a lot to still figure out, and maybe it does take a Jimmy Butler that has been with Tibbs. That, you know, do you think this is Jimmy Butler's team now? Uh, yeah, I think it's his team and 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 cats, but. I mean, it's a it's a huge jump for a team, but they also made a huge roster overall too. I mean, they won thirty something games, but Zach Levine was out towards ACL, and so they turned uh, and Chris Dunn. <laughs> yeah, he turned. So basically, the Timberwolves turned an injured Zach Levine and Chris Dunn, a bust Chris Dunn, into Jeff Teague yeah, and Jimmy Butler. They, they turned uh, they turned a, a backup point guard on their team. And an ACL torn guy that didn't you know play for a lot of the season into Jimmy Butler. So I mean, then you Jeff Teague, you know Taj Gibson. We talked about Jamal Crawford. So like they they made the moves, and you know I just I think they'll make the leap. I'm 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 in on the hype, and I mean just match them up with San Antonio, put them against each other in a four or five series in the playoffs. Who's guarding who? You know like who's guarding. You know, Jimmy Butler and Kawhi's guarding each other. And then you got Danny Gosh. Green against Wiggins. Lamarcus on on. Good luck guarding cats. Yeah, good luck with that. Dang. Uh, yeah, but I'm good with them at the five. I think they win 50 games, and I, I still don't think that gets you into the top four. I, just, I think that it would be a major disappointment if the Spurs didn't win 50 games. Yeah. I mean, so who's the second leading scorer on the Spurs next year? Lamarcus still. Okay. He's still a good player. Everybody, everybody craps on the Marcus, but the guy's still a good, good player. He's not an All Star anymore, but the guy's still, you know. I just don't. I think two. he's. I think he's like <laughs> a solid a third number best two instead of a, instead of like a soft number two. I think he's a, a three now, a third best player on the team instead of a two. But anyway, so we okay. We flip flop four and five. Who do you have at six? Well, Marcus is the third best player on a team when you have a you know teams in the the NBA that have you know. Curry, Durant, Draymond, Clay on a team, and then you have Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love on a team. Like that just, you, I mean, just okay, makes would it you, seem like a three more. Okay, would you rather have him or Paul George? No, oh, definitely Paul George. Okay, would no. you rather have him or Andrew Wiggins? We're talking about one year? Right now. Gosh. I might say LaMarcus for one year. No, give me Wiggins. Would you rather have him or DeAndre or Blake? I'd rather have Blake. Okay. If I'm getting a healthy Blake. Would, would you rather have him or Marcus Gasol? Marcus Gasol. Love Marcus Okay, so, so this is my point. Who, would you rather have him or Boogie? On the Spurs? <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general. The Spurs would fix Boogie, and Boogie would become like, you know, Bill Russell <laughs> 2.0. Oh, no, my gosh. Not. What if Boogie, this is like some hypothetical, we need to have the Locked On Spurs guys come on and talk about what if Boogie was took the mantle from Tim Duncan <laughs> instead but like, of Kawhi. So, so I'm going through each of the West teams right now, and that's what I'm saying. Like, How many teams and how many Western Conference teams would you take LaMarcus Aldridge over their second best player? Not many, not, but you, you can't many. look at the Spurs and think about their individual talents and then try to... You know, like match them up in 2K. It just doesn't. It doesn't work like that. They have, you know, they have the system. They have the best coach in the league. They have the best coach, potentially in NBA history, and uh, that system around it, the culture, it's all of that. You know, probably equals 10 wins. <laughs> so, you know, if this is a, a team with 40 win talent, they win 10 more games. It's 50. You know. Yeah. So, so we agree with the top five. Four and five would kind of mix up. Yeah, so, but we agree with the same teams. This is where it's going to get ugly. <laughs> I can't believe you have Memphis this high. I can't believe you still believe in Memphis. Well, I just I just explained my Lamarcus Aldridge thing, or not Lamarcus, my my Marcus All thing. I, I love Marcus All. If these guys and I'm I'm looking at this as if players are going to not be injured for the whole season. You know, like maybe they'll have a couple things. Like Blake Griffin's good for 10, 15 games out for the year. You know, that's just kind of a thing that happens. Kyrie's good for 10 games every single, you know, 10 to 20 games every year. I don't have the Grizzlies six. I have a different team six. Okay. I have the Nuggets six. Ooh. Who's their point guard, though? That That is a problem. That is not a good thing. <laughs> However... <laughs> However, <laughs> this is how, how you how you just said it. That is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we here we here in camp 
Nuggets know that is an issue. <laughs> have you ever heard? You ever heard John Mulaney? No. Guy on, on Netflix, John Mulaney has this great um, thing where he says, you know, "I am one of the worst drivers ever." A lot of people <laughs> honk at me, <laughs> and I too see what I'm doing, and I would also like to not be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. That that is a huge thing. It's it's definitely a problem. However. The offense runs through Jokic, and which works. You know he doesn't bring the ball up, but you you throw it to him in the half court, and then him and Millsap are going to be incredible together. That is a great tandem. I think you add Paul Millsap to that team, and I think he might add you know five to ten wins to that team. You do lose Gallo. You know my biggest thing with Jokic is you know he can't guard Jack. So on the defensive end. He could guard yeah, Steven Jackson. That he could guard Captain Jack. Okay, that's true. Anybody <laughs> could guard Steven Jackson. That dude's a punk. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I like Denver. I have Denver as my eighth seed, and that was tough. That was tough for me to put him there because I'm not like Denver's getting super hyped right now, and I'm not all aboard that. Um, some I don't know. Some people think that Gary Harris is like Jimmy Butler, and it kind of weirds me out. Some. No. I mean, I think he's good, but. I think a lot of it just depends on Jamal Murray. You know, can he play point? Yeah. Does he, you know, I think the ship sailed on Moutier, but I don't know. I love Paul Millsap. I agree completely with you. With like Millsap and Jokic together, I think that's a perfect pairing. Uh, but I don't know. Just figuring out their defense. Are they going to bring back Plumley, which has, you know, been a quiet situation, like similar yeah, to still, There's a bunch of restricted guys <laughs> that are still out there. I mean, present company out. <laughs> No, we, we already know. We already yeah. know one of them. So, like, I don't know. Denver just has some, like, they just have some holes that I'm kind of looking at of saying they they have a lot of question marks. This is this is the tier that I'm on right now, and and I probably should throw the Timberwolves in their own tier, but the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Blazers, Clippers, yeah, they have some holes. We and we know about it. You know, like that's that's pretty much where we are with those teams. Nuggets. So you're give me your sixth through eighth seed. All right. Give my, me your like my your final end. playoff teams are the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Jazz. And those could literally be in any order, and I would be okay with it. Wouldn't that be? Don't you have nine teams then? Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of one million dollars, what color is the White House? Um, I know this. I know this. I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. Bill will allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Oh, Nuggets, Blazers, Gri- Grizzlies. But okay, you could also Nuggets. throw the Jazz in. If the, you know, throw the Jazz into that that tier and the Clippers. They could go in any order, and I would be fine with it. It's so muddled in that area. Yeah. Uh, who's Memphis is starting two guard and and four? Memphis is is an eight seed to me. If they literally just roll out <laughs> Conley, Gasol, you and me, <laughs> you know, and Chandler Parsons in his wheelchair, and Chandler Parsons like. And and I'm assuming Chandler Parsons is not going to be injured the entire season. Like I'm assuming he's going to give them 50 games or something like that. Yeah, they're still two great, you know, great NBA players. They're still great. I just like they've just been decimated by their. I mean, they're going to lose, you know, Tony Allen too. And Vince played really well for him last year. Zach Randolph. They still have Jamichael Green, which is super weird. That's a restricted free agent. Yeah, he's and another guy. If they don't bring him back, who's the who in the crap's going to start at the four for him? You know, like. And then if we're Parsons at, goes down, who starts at three for them? You know. Yeah, and three. Like I would assume that if Jamichael Green for some reason is gone, Parsons at the small ball four is their plan. But even that, you're looking at Ben McLemore, which just got hurt today, I think, in a pickup game. Yeah, he's out twelve weeks or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like. I don't know. Like I'm completely down on Memphis. ESPN's, you know, projections had them the exact same as Dallas at like 34. 34 um, wins. Yeah. So I have them completely out of the playoffs. I I have them below Dallas. I have them below Dallas and right above the Lakers. I'm 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 just believing in Marcus and and Mike Conley, 
And if either of those guys are down for more than 20 games, if either of them are, then throw them, you know, throw them 11, throw them 12 cuz I like them too, but I don't I don't think there's another team in the league that has two good players with a the a worse supporting cast. Yeah. Like I would uh, take the Pelic I would take the Pelicans. I was going to say we're about to, we're about to talk about another one. <laughs> no, I would take them. I'm I'm high on, I'm higher on the Pelicans and I I really can't defend it as much, but I am. Well, it's, you're just picking, you know, Drew Holiday's better than any other player that the Grizzlies have. <laughs> For e- sure. Even healthy better than Chandler Parsons. Yeah. And then Rondo, no. <laughs> Rondo's not a bad backup for him at all. They're going to play him together, though. That's the problem. I know. And I, 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 I'll, I'm just saying, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I just don't. I don't. I don't think it's that bad. Especially if you're a fan if they get, of a different team other than the Pelicans. Not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> no, I mean, I just don't. I don't think it, it's the worst thing in the world. I mean, especially if they could get some type of three point shooting at that three spot. I just they can't. A, they they've been trying for four years and they still can't. <laughs> they're like the Clippers. They can never find that three. It's hard. And, it's hard to find those threes. But. You are, I think you're lower on Boogie than I am from Love what Boogie. I can gather. I think, so I have the Pelicans at 11. Oh crap, man. I got them at seven. You can't have, you can't have two head cases on a team. Is this our biggest, is this our biggest discrepancy? You gotta, you gotta send me yours. <laughs> I, I have, I have the Pelicans at seven and you have them at 11. El- yeah. 11. That's our biggest. That's probably going to be our biggest. Well, one. Clippers. Clippers, I have at ten. Okay, same discrepancy. I have the Clippers at six. Yeah, I just for with the Pelicans, you can't have two head cases on one team, and you have two of the biggest in the NBA in Demarcus Cousins and Rondo. So what happens is maybe Rondo and Boogie are going to have incredible chemistry. You know, maybe they play super well together, but then something happens and it becomes, you know, Rondo and Boogie versus Anthony Davis and Drew, and it just becomes a split team. And that just ruins your culture. And then, like, is Alvin Gentry going to come in and fix everything? <laughs> or is Alvin Gentry going to figure out how to get those guys together? And no, because he's one of the worst coaches in the entire league. And then trying to play, you know, Rondo and Drew together, just to me that you're way higher on that than me. I, I don't see that working at all. I don't think it's perfect. I just think it, yeah, I think it can work fine. And I think it's enough to get them into the playoffs as long as Drew Holiday says healthy. But it it kind of just goes. And Anthony Davis, Davis has got to stay healthy too. Yeah, and it, it kind of goes into my Rockets, you know, stuff too. As far as you have two great players, you put them together, and you just try to make it work. And I think, you know, he, Boogie just came over in a weird way. You know, he came over All Star Weekend, and you know, it just dominated the headlines. And and they were not much every, better with him. Yeah, and Boogie was like, Boogie was this out of shape. I mean, you could tell it. And man, did he look in shape at that Africa game. <laughs> And he talked about it too. He talked about how much he's been working out this this off season and how much slimmer. You could tell he looked a lot slimmer. Well, at least know, I could. I, this is what's going to make me eat my words. If you're right about this, contract year boogie is going to make me eat my words. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's their their Achilles heel is going to be the three point shooting. But just them two together, I don't know. I have them as my seventh team, right above Denver. But. Yeah. Let's talk about the Clippers. You just don't have any guards to me besides Drew. So, all yeah. right. And then obviously your threes. But, okay, so I have the Blazers at seven. I have uh, the Blazers at nine. So that's where, um, that's where we're a little different, but not much. So yeah, Clippers. it's just the same team. I mean, they didn't really do anything. So then our, our next discrepancy is the Clippers. To I'm me, high on them. To me, that's another team that's just, you know. Some sort of ticking time bomb. I actually think they, I don't, I don't, I think they could be f- perfectly fine without Chris Paul. I mean, beyond the chemistry thing, as far as what? I just, they could be perfectly fine without Chris Paul is not a thing that. <laughs> well, it's not like they were fine with him. So they were a 50 win team for the, they were the, they were the best in their team's history. This is a, the Clippers curse is real, man. They, <laughs> This is this is a team that has lost games in more insane fashion than any team I've ever seen, and they were awful forever, so bad, so bad for so long that they had that year where they had Sam Cassell 
and uh, Elton Brand and Chris Caveman, and you know, you just throw those guys together, and that was like their best year in, in forever. And then now you, you you have Chris and Blake, and they win fifty to fifty five games for what was it six years? That was the best yeah. team in their history, and I think they're just going to roll right back down to where they were. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a little higher on them. I think I think the combo of Beverly and Teodosic in the backcourt, I'm all in on Milos. You know I like Milos a lot, especially, I mean, if people thought think that Lob City's over because Chris Paul's out of there, get ready. I mean. It's out because Blake Griffin's been injured every single year. So. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I don't understand why people say Blake's going to be out till December. I mean, I, I just saw something the other day to where, like, he was talking about trying to be back during training camp, like, at least doing drills and stuff. I don't think he's out until December. But Well, the thing about that is, you've as the Clippers, you've now made this huge investment in this guy. He is the face of your franchise, and he is your star player. That is it. You don't have, you know, you don't have any other. You can't look to DeAndre to be that guy. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, but you're also you're also in win now mode. It's not like you 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 didn't you know you signed your your guy and say we're gonna build around him, but it's gonna be a slow rebuild. You just paid Gallo twenty million. You just paid a thirty year old Milos Teodosha to come in too, and and give him a decent little contract. You also got Pat Beverly. You got Lou Williams. Like these are win now guys. This is not a rebuild. And Balmer, Doc, like they've talked about how like they this is they want to win. Like they want to like they want to do their thing. And so, you know, give me a lineup of Milos, Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly played off the ball with James Harden. He can play off the ball with Milos. Yeah, that'll give be it, fine. Give me Milos, Pat Beverly, Gallo, Blake, and DeAndre. <laughs> give it to me. I mean, that's I, a forty win team in the West. <sighs> Uh, the, the, I well, yeah, it's, it's not it's not a rebuild. Obviously, they made some win now moves, but you still have to play it safe with Blake because he's just had t- too much happen to him and too many injuries to you know to to try to throw him out there during training camp. And don't, don't like discredit the the difficulty to play with Chris Paul either. And people throw about throw that out a lot, and people like you just constantly. Like when you constantly hear about something, you can't. It's hard for you to really just push down like an idea. And like when you constantly hear about just players and just everything about how just like he is a really hard player to play with. Like you can't help to think that Blake and DeAndre is like, thank God. Like we can, maybe we can have some fun. Maybe we can actually like do a little bit more things without just getting, you know, like Chris just like just doing micromanaging everything and. We're just like what two years removed from Blake being considered like one of the top five players in the league. I mean, he was he had a stretch there to where it was like nuts. You know, you know who he said that about a couple years ago as well. Uh, jo- Joakim Noah. <laughs> he was not a top five player in the he league. Was, Don't you dare. Joakim Noah he, was third in MVP voting. In he was not. He, there's no way I would put him on a level that Blake's ever been at. He was third in MVP. So this is what I this is what I think the Clippers are, and you and I are in almost the same situation where we're you know fairly newly married. We have you know a puppy. We don't have any kids. Uh, so hey, I hit I hit four years of marriage in a couple weeks. I just did three in August. So we're Look at you. we're about in the same. It is August. August second. <laughs> it is August. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody's listening to this in September. Shout out! Shout out to our day ones that are listening to this in September. Uh, or shout out to the people that are binge are binging trying to get back into season mode because they're like, I gotta so learn all I can about the Mavericks. These guys know what they're talking about. <laughs> so this is what I attribute the Clippers to. Yes. You know, Chris Paul is kind of, you know, is that guy that was nagging and blah 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 and on this. So let's say it's your wife or your mom when you're growing up or something that is, you know, always getting on you to do things. Not why my wife and I don't think your wife do this, but they're constantly getting on you to do things they're you know telling you to clean up your room they're telling you to you know get your socks off the floor they're you know telling I you like to, to see, i like to see my wife tell me to clean up my room <laughs> telling you to eat better you know t- telling you all these things and always on you always on you to try to help you be a better person to try to make you just survive as a human and you know saying you can't just eat pizza rolls all the time and blah 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 just being on 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 you okay so maybe this is more like when you're in high school so if anybody's in high school <laughs> so your mom's always on you to do stuff, get your homework done, blah, blah, blah. Have you been out with this girl, blah, blah, blah. She's bad news for you. Just, you know, constantly on you and annoying you and all this stuff, always in your ear. 
Then all of a sudden your mom goes on a trip. She's gone for a week and you're just stuck. And then you and your dad are stuck at home. And then all of a sudden it's like, yes, she's gone. We can do whatever we want. Guys night, blah, blah, blah. And guys night is good for one night. (laughs) You get all the pizza rolls. You get all the stuff going. You have all the fun that you want. You have all the freedom that you want. And then all of a sudden, what happens? The next day you're stuck. Dang, what are we going to do for breakfast? Mom always makes breakfast. Mom always makes pancakes and hash browns and the eggs and the bacon and all that stuff. And you're just stuck with, all right, looks like we're eating cereal, son. And that's what you're stuck with. And I think that's what's going to happen to the Clippers. Chris Paul was the, the mom that was there. And, yes, yes, she was naggy. Yes, she you know was getting on to them. But Chris Paul bailed the mess out of those guys so many times. But and- Milos is going to be cooking a mad breakfast too, though. <laughs> Like compare, he's gonna, do not compare Chris Paul, the defense, point guy, to Milos. De- defense, it's not a comparison. Chris Paul, hands down. But I'm just saying, playmaking and like passing, he's a better passer than Chris Paul. I just made that that huge analogy that was awesome, and you came at me with Milos is going to be the good replacement to Chris Paul. I said Milos can cook a cook a mad breakfast. It's just not trash. Like you're you're acting like Chris Paul. They're going from Chris Paul to Austin Rivers. Well, they they did make that decision. <laughs> no, but like they got Pat Beverly and Milos. Like it's not like they they just trashed it. But that, I, the nagging part is, yeah, I do get that. It's really funny for sure. But they they got above average replacements. It's not they didn't just leave it open saying Austin, my boy, take the reins. You know, like but they did give the reins to Blake and DeAndre. Yeah. And we'll see we'll see what happens with it. I'm obviously higher on it than you, but you want to go to Utah? Yeah. Utah I have at nine. I'm at ten. Yeah. So, yeah, we're right about the same. I think that they have holes. They're gonna this team is not gonna score like you're talking last in offense. I mean the Mavericks were there last year, but the Jazz are taking their place and ain't nobody ain't nobody scoring less points in the West than the Jazz next year. Yeah, I mean that that's the whole, I mean you hate to say that with just, you know, Hayward and stuff, but they're going to they're going to need a, ma- a monster season, you know, breakout season for Rodney Hood and Yeah. Rodney Hood needs to really take that next step. You know, they have they have good like they have a solid like core of like Rubio and Gobert. They have Gobert. really good basketball players. <laughs> yeah, like Rubio and Gobert are like are good, but they're they would be great alongside of some really good scores and they just don't have like Joe Ingles is not your go-to like who who's your go-to guy I mean Joe Johnson like besides him like, I so Joe all day no we R- love Roddy Hood's probably your go-to scorer I mean I just I, I I'm just or trying Joe to Ingles. picture them playing playing offense like are they just gonna pass it around and say like teams are just gonna dare Ricky Rubio to shoot a three or, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out who scores for this team. Like, who leads that team in scoring this year? Gosh. Heck if I know. Probably Rodney Hood. Joe Ingles? <laughs> Rodney Hood? I mean, like. Well, Rodney Hood's just going to get a lot of opportunities. So. Freaking Donovan Mitchell. David Locke's yelling at us, trying yelling at a name at us that we're totally forgetting. Well, Derek Favors ain't. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell isn't. I could see a scenario where Derek Favors leads them in scoring. Oh, my gosh. He can't play on the same court with Gobert. With, like, 13 points. I mean, that's kind of what it's going to be. No, I really. I mean, I think it is. I think I think it really could be, like, Gobert or Ingles with, like, 13 or 14 points. Or Rubio. I could see Rubio because he's going to have a lot more yeah. opportunity as well. Yeah. The, but the Jazz are solid, though. They're going to be excellent defensively. I mean, that's... Some people that still have them in the playoffs, it kind of baffles me some, but... Yeah, I have them right on the outside. I can see them making the playoffs, but that's just going to be the that's the new that's your new grit and grind right there. That's your new like trade destination right there. They're going to be trying to trade like crap. Trade what though? I don't know. The favors. I mean, favors is going to be gone. Yeah, that's well. We've been saying that for two years. Yeah, but his contract's finally going to be up. They can, they're not going to pay him. All right, what do we think about the Blazers? So they kind of didn't really make any moves. They got rid of Allen Crab, but you do have a full year of the you know the. The uh, Bosnian Bear, Joseph Nurkic, Bosnian. which I am higher on than I think you are. I have them at seven. Oh, crap. Yeah, I mean, I have them right on the outside. I have them at nine, um, mainly because they didn't do anything, and then they just gave away out of crap. So, like, you didn't make any additions to your your horrible wings. 
with Evan Turner, Mo Harkless, and Crab, and you just took one of them away. So, yeah, when when they got Nurkic and like their that little span of games was like crazy for them, and they they kind of basically changed, you know, kind of changed Dallas's really perception on the season, really, because we were battling with them for that A spot of who's going to get that A spot with Denver. And man, they you know they got Nurkic and you know they pretty much got Nurkic for nothing or for Plumley <laughs> hitting restricted free agency. But I don't know. I I love Dame and, and CJ, but it's kind of what I've said. Like what we said before is can two can two point can two point guards basically work in the same offense? And I think it's fun on paper. It's fun to watch, but you see it really get exposed defensively. And just on the wing and stuff, that it's not always the answer. Yeah, the Blazers are kind of the anti-Jazz, right? <laughs> They're gonna score a yeah. ton of points, and yeah. just, you know they can't really stop anybody. They really are the anti-Jazz because, like Nurkic, or yeah, Nurkic is the anti-like Gobert. Like he's more of a not really anti because he he's more of like a bruiser. Like he is kind of like Gobert with that, but like he's more of a scorer. Yeah, Dame's the opposite of you know Rubio. Yeah, I mean they are the anti-jazz. They just, I don't know, just really they're they're another prime. If they start off mediocre again, it they have to consider breaking up the CJ Dame thing. But this is a conversation we'll probably have. But if that does happen, would you think the Mavericks are a destination for CJ McCollum? Um, I mean, I would I would like it. It would just be about what. You know, Portland went back. I mean, if I'm trading CJ, I want I want a solid wing, and they would ask for HB, and I wouldn't give them HB. So I'm looking. You know, give him West and Seth. Yeah, I thought about that before. I just don't. That's not enough for me if I'm Portland. You gotta get picks or something. I I need. Well, I just need. I need a good like guy on Dame's timeline, a wing, and that's that's why when I was looking at initial Kyrie scenarios. CJ, you know, a three-team deal with CJ going back to Cleveland to, you know, replace Kyrie. He's from Cleveland, under contract for four more years. Like, I thought that would be a perfect thing with that. What? He's from Cleveland, so why do you think he would want to go back? He already knows. (laughs) He knows what's waiting for him. But, like, you know, I propose, like, a, a basic framework of Kyrie to Minnesota, Wiggins to Portland, CJ to to Cleveland, you know, with other pieces involved. Yeah, but that's not going to happen because obviously the Minnesota's owner is like, we're maxing out Wiggins, and so, so can't, yeah, can't blame the guy. No, 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 I can't blame him. But I, I like Portland. I just it's kind of like kind of like the Spurs. I think other teams just did more to get better, and they kind of stood pat. All right, and then we will we'll let's do our, our final three, and then we'll we'll end on the Mavericks, who we both have at twelve. I have them at eleven. Who do you have at twelve? Memphis. Okay, that's fair. All right, we'll we'll end on the Mavericks. The final tier, <laughs> the Lakers, Kings, and Suns. Give me your one, two, three with, with those teams. Lakers, Kings, Suns. <laughs> I have Lakers at 13, Kings at 14, Suns at 15. I have Kings, Suns, Lakers. Lakers at 15. Yeah, the Lakers is the worst team, really? That's your boys. You have them as the worst team in the what league. What do they do? I don't know. I mean, they they got freaking Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo is gonna get destroyed in the. I don't. I mean, I think it's a fun. I think it's a fun lineup of Lonzo, Caldwell Pope, Ingram, Randall, and Brooke Lopez. I mean, I take them over the Suns. Put them in the seven game series against the Suns. I'd pick them any day of the week. Yeah, probably. Tyson Chandler against Brooke Lopez. Give me Brooke Lopez. Julius Randall against Marquise Chris. Give me Randall. Oh, Marquise Chris is. <laughs> On his way ch- out. Yeah. Ingram against TJ Warren. Give me Ingram. But then you have... I'll take Booker over that. Book, but then, and then you have Bledsoe. I take Bledsoe over Lonzo right now. Yeah, so like... I don't know. I mean, I, they're... Lakers are, are fun on paper. I think they'll be fun to lead. I think... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just think the Suns have worse. Kings are... Kings are really intriguing to me, but... Yeah, the thing about, the thing about this, though, is that... The the Lakers have no reason to try to tank because their their pick is gone next year. Yeah. So the Suns will the Suns will probably out tank them, but I think they're a better team. I'll, if I I'll say this, if, I just shrugged. You guys couldn't hear that, but I shrugged. I said I think they're a better team. Eh. Out of those bottom three teams, who would you 
like if you had to pick a, a bandwagon or a fan base to jump to, well, you, I can't ask you. This is stupid. <laughs> You're already on the Lakers. But, like if I had to pick, like I, yeah. I think besides the Lakers and possible super team ish and all that stuff, like I think it would be great to be a Kings fan right now. Like it seems like they've turned the corner. You got De'Aaron Fox. You have this. You have Collie Stein. You have Scout. Justin Jackson looked good. You don't in have league. to follow Boogie Cousins anymore. Yeah, I mean that that ship has sailed. You you brought in the vets and Vince Carter, George Hill, Zach Randolph. Like it just seemed like that would be such a fun fun team. Like if you're a Kings fan, I feel like this is you're finally like man, this is like this is cool. I see hope. You have some vets that you've you know seen in the league for a while. So you got a super nice arena. Yeah. Um, yeah, these three cool. teams could go in any order, and I wouldn't be surprised. They, I, I think before, they're, they're just going to be like 25, 25, 25. <laughs> before, and this is a wrinkle I wanted to talk about at the beginning, but before well, you we messed, get to... you messed that up. <laughs> before, before <laughs> Dallas, before we get to Dallas, and this is kind of fun to talk about, what team could get Kyrie that would change drastically the... Your standing, oh, like so let me just say, let me say this: If Kyrie went to Minnesota for Wiggins, it would not change hardly any of my like. I have him at four. I probably wouldn't put him over the Thunder. I don't know. I might like. They would stay basically there. What team would he have to go to that it would change drastically? Ooh, I got I got two good ones. Because I only have like one. Like if he went to the Suns. They're still, yeah. They're like shrugged. Shrugged. Shrugged yeah he just shrugged. He shrugged again. So maybe twelfth or thirteenth. Yeah, that's not going to change. That's not going to move it for him. If you they're to not the, making the playoffs. If you went to the Pelicans, it's not. Well, I don't see any package. He go to the Pelicans, but I mean, like Boogie. he's going you can, to. You can send Boogie back. Yeah, but I mean, like he he's go he goes to a team without him, like decimating their team, you know, for him. Yeah. Like these two teams, I think would really change it for me. And this is probably... I know one of them we're going to agree with. It's the only team that I would change a lot. Clippers and Jazz. Oh, no. Neither one of them. Mine mine was Denver. But those are... Yeah, that would would really change. I would move Denver. If if they gave up for that package that people have talked about, like, you know, something with... Let's just say they did Jamal Murray and Gary Harris or something, and they rolled out a core of Kyrie, Wilson Chandler... Jokic and Millsap. I would probably move Sign them up, up to six, you know, right right after the Spurs and Timberwolves. I would feel so, better about putting them at six. <laughs> yeah. And Clippers, then, I don't see a package. I mean, I don't see how Yeah, the, get the package doesn't make sense, but let's say you added him for some, you know, if you have Blake, let's just say you have anything, Blake, Blake, DJ, and Kyrie. That, that to me, changes the team drastically. DJ would have to be DJ would have to be in the package to go back. Probably. But but with them just signing Milos, I don't I don't see that ever happening. You know, San Antonio. Let's say you swap swap you know, swap out uh you know Aldridge with, you know, maybe a couple of smaller pieces like Murray or whatever. But like you know, or like a three teamer. But let's just say it's you know, Kyrie and Leonard basically on the same team with whatever pieces. It probably doesn't change a ton. I mean, it, I'm not putting. Are you putting them over the Thunder or Rockets if they have Kyrie and Leonard? Well, I already have them over the Thunder, but no, I wouldn't put them over the Rockets. Same with me. And like you play the same game with Melo. You know, we've talked about it before. Like, if the Rockets get Melo, they're you know, does that does that automatically put them over the Thunder for you? Rockets are over the Thunder for me. All right. Okay, but like it's a no brand. Like for me. I could see the Thunder having a chance of being better than the Rockets standing wise. Yeah, if they if they get mellow. But here's my thing. If they get mellow and they keep it's all about what what Houston has to give up because I think the three like the four main pieces with with Houston done with Mello is Eric Gordon, Ariza, Capella and Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson has to be gone. So then it comes the down to Rockets have to keep Capella. Yeah, they have to keep Capella. So then it comes down to if they can keep one of Ariza or Eric Gordon and and add Mello for basically a package of Ryan Anderson and like Eric Gordon and whatever the crap picks or something, then sign me up. They're the two seed. 
But if they have to give them all up, you know, like, I don't know. I think I might move the Thunder above them. Eric Gordon Ryan, and Ryan Anderson for Carmelo Anthony is a trade that makes so much sense for the last five years. You know, like, you can just, you know, at every stage, when Eric Gordon was an up-and-comer and Ryan Anderson was, like, most improved player of the year, and you could have traded him for Carmelo and it would have made sense when their, you know, stock was down the year before when they were on the Pelicans. If you traded for Carmelo and when Carmelo's stock was down, it would have made sense. And then now they're both back up a little bit and Carmelo's is up a little <laughs> <laughs> this trade works so in so many ways. Yep. Well, so our two biggest teams we have a difference in is Clippers and Grizzlies. Nuggets. And Grizzlies. Yeah, Grizzlies. You're high, you're higher on the Grizzlies. I'm higher. So you say the Memphis is a lock for the playoffs. No, no. I have that that weird. It's such a weird amalgam of teams. I don't think they're a lock for the playoffs, but I think I would I would give them an advantage over the Clippers and Jazz. And you know what we need to do? I know you don't you don't listen to ESPN's fantasy focus podcast, do you? No. So they have this thing between Matthew Barry and Phil Yates to where they, they do board bets. Oh yeah. And they like put it on a board before the season. We need to have a bet podcast to where me and you put board bets down. And we check them either throughout the year or at the end of the season to where we say, like, for instance, I say Memphis will not win 42 games, and you say they do. And that's a bet we make. And if we do that, we have to do one that's general NBA, and we have to do another one that is uh, just straight Mavericks. So we got to do all the Mavericks bets, all the prop bets, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So no. what if one of them, one of them's like rooting for Dennis Smith Jr. to do something? And we're like in the locker room, like Dennis Smith Jr. Why are you not shooting more threes? <laughs> I have a bet with Nick on this for our stupid podcast that you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be on it this year. We'll oh, yeah. try to get him guaranteed. We'll try like a legit interview, not just. We'll have plenty of audio that we'll throw out our listeners from. I mean, we get audio from every game that we go to. Yeah. That we transcribe for pieces and stuff. So we'll we'll definitely be adding in audio. But as far as guests, like I had with Earl Sneed, hopefully we'll have more. Uh, yeah, more with that. So yeah, or like I did with Dorian during summer league. Some something quick yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But hopefully it'll be for a longer episode. But there we go for everybody that was complaining that our our episode. Somebody complained that one of our episodes is forty seven minutes and that was shorter. <laughs> First of all. You the man. Like they in radio they talk about having a P one listener, which is like your your ultimate this guy listens to the pod no matter or listens to the you know, this station no matter what. That dude is our P one listener, man. If you're you're wanting an hour show every single day and there's a lot of dudes out there like that, man, props to you guys. I'm like, bro, I'm getting home at like seven thirty every day, Monday through Friday now. And like <laughs> I'm seeing my wife and we're making these podcasts. And we're making a 47-minute-long podcast, and people are going to complain that we're still giving them Monday through Friday content in August. In August. Like, you know what people are talking about in August right now? (laughs) Yeah, and to him and to everybody else that thinks that, I would say that the model right now for Locked On is one to three episodes a week, 15 to 25 minutes. So literally we have that option right now. We could do one a week, but we're going to, we're giving you five. It would be five hours because we would have too much stuff to talk about because we enjoy our listeners. Nick, I want to, I want to end the pod with a question. What happens first? Carmelo gets traded. Kyrie gets traded or Nerland signs. Ooh, I'm going to say Kyrie gets traded. So you think Kyrie gets traded before Nerland signs and before Carmelo? I'm about to put this poll poll on Twitter. So do it. I Everybody, want, go to the poll right now. Answer it. <laughs> Kill the poll right now, which is on Wednesday. Yeah, but do it for like two days or 24 hours or something. Yeah. So what happens for? I think I want to say Nerlens. I want to say that. I just don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> okay, so I say Nerlens. You say Kyrie. I have no more. <laughs> you say Nerlens, I say Kyrie. Nerlens, Kyrie, Nerlens, Kyrie. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We still need a couple more reviews for the uh, 
all Dirk Pod. We got some good stuff planned for the rest of this week, though. Uh, Game Pod. Still got Game Pod coming every Friday. Let us know what you guys think about the Game Pod. We have fun. We like it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. And then we have a uh, a really special week planned. Not next week, but the week after. You guys are going to love. And it has to do with... uh, Let's say... Let's give a tease. It has to do with something that was shown on NBA TV this past week. Very true. And if you're fans of Game of Thrones and how the ringer did binge mode with Game of Thrones, I think it's going to be a similar type setup to where you will get a, 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 a thing from from Nick and I numerous days, and it will be fun and different. All right, there you go. That's the little tease of what we got going on. And uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Peace out. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.